The Valentine's Rush is here. If you haven't already ordered a bouquet that's guaranteed to wow from 1-800-Flowers.com, listen up. Right now, when you lock in your order today, you'll save over 20% off two dozen romantic red roses. Plus, you'll get a free vase. This offer from 1-800-Flowers is only good while supplies last. So stop what you're doing and save over 20% off your bouquet with 1-800-Flowers. Order today at 1-800-Flowers.com slash stream. That's 1-800-Flowers.com slash stream. With everything you have on your plate, earning your degree online seems impossible. But at Grand Canyon University, we specialize in helping you fit a master's degree in business into your busy day. Your graduation team, led by your own GCU counselor, provides you with the personal support you need to succeed. Achieve your goals with a plan and team behind you. Find your purpose at Grand Canyon University. Visit gcu.edu. All right, we're back at it, Homegrown Radio, Chuck Dizzle, DJ Head. West Coast, we here. West Coast, indeed, another week. Uh, shout out to the folks that are, you know, creeping on the come up on the, uh, the Instagram, the SoundCloud, the YouTube, um, everywhere you can find Homegrown Radio, the Twitter. Appreciate all the love. Uh, you subscribing everywhere. Shout out to the homie Lewis. Shout out to the homie uh, Ben Frank, Young Russ, Sack Heasy, and Ellen. And uh, my girl Myra checked in as well, man. A lot of folks showing some love. And shout out to the homegirl Dez, who says she's been going back and checking out the last couple of weeks since we've been back. And, you oh, know, and really enjoying it. So appreciate everybody that's finally, you know, getting back on the train as we get this consistency thing back up with the Homegrown Radio podcast, man. Uh, DJ Head. Yeah. A lot going on this week. A man, lot. a lot is going on. Uh, a, a lot, lot is going on. Um, I just want to say that. Um, and, and I don't want to get too crazy with it, but I definitely feel like, um, I don't know. I think that we're getting what we need right now, which is uh, a hard reset in this country. I think we are also getting what we need as far as a black woman. So we're talking about Kamala Harris. We're going to yeah, set it off with that, huh? Shout out to Senator Kamala Harris is being uh, Wait, is it, announced. Is it, Ka- is it Kamala or Ka- Kamala? I, if, have I, I, I been it's... saying it wrong? I think it's Kamala Harris. Oh, my bad. My bad, Kamala. <laughs> Sorry. Um, but hey. yeah, she she's officially uh, vice president, uh, running mate for Joe Biden, who's running for president of the United States. I think it's dope on different levels. Uh, we'll get to the negative shit, but I think it's dope on different levels. One, because I was talking to Salas about this, actually. And Salas's theory, which I don't necessarily disagree with, is that Joe Biden gets into office. And because he's so old with so many different health complications, he don't make it a full term. And she, then we get a black woman president. She's going to make it. By and, then, and then with that being said, everything in 2020 makes sense aside from Kobe Bryant. So you're saying everything that's leading up to that moment from what we've been dealing with in 2020 leads up to Kamala Harris being president and before the term is over. How else do we get a black woman to be president of the United States of America? Shit's got to be fucked up. Shit's got to be fucked up. And beyond so, fucked up. So I'm not saying, and I know that, you know, to make light of the situation, a lot of people have died due to COVID-19. Yeah, a lot yeah. of people have been, have died in uh, police brutality cases and shit like that. But 
if you're thinking about it, that's that's a that's a hard awakening. That that's like a, a, a serious wake up call for the nation because, you know, obviously as as black America, we've been dealing with this shit for a long time, right? And now a for long the, ass for, the, for the country to kind of be dealing with it in, in terms of a pandemic, it is like a okay, what the fuck we gotta do? Obviously the administration from certain people's vantage points is not handling the situation uh the way most people would like in terms mm-hmm. of being slow with assistance uh, in, in terms of like just having seem like head being cut off, you know what I'm saying? Running around just, just a lot of inaccuracies when it comes to like stats um, and just a lack of leadership. And, you know, people are just seeking for the right answer. Like what what's what's the right move? Um, and, I, do? and I agree with you. Like, I, I think, I think it's an, it's a nice reset. I agree. Um, and kind of going back from a conversation we had in the last podcast about, I just like the idea. All right. Yeah. It put, put, put aside the thoughts that you have about you, what she's done in the past, you know, you know, policies that she's made, may have, um, have, have pushed forward, you know, put it, put that all aside and just think about now your kid, especially I'm, I'm talking to black America right now, your kid being able to see, especially if you have a daughter, be able to see a woman as VP or potentially president, a black woman, a black woman, what that does, what that does for women. And I remember having this, also the same conversation with Silas because, and you know, his daughters are now, I believe 16. Yeah. Or one 16 of 14. Now, yeah. Yeah. So they're now, uh, you know, be, are teenagers. Right. And so like, let's say the youngest one is 14 years old. And you go back to the Obama administration. Trump's been in office four years. Right, right. So you go back another four plus another four. That's 12 wow. years. All they know, they, the majority. So, she, so since she was two years old, all she knows is a black president. And I think that that narrative is dope to, you know, to push into, into the minds of, of the youth. Yeah. And I think that, you know, Senator Kamala Harris, and I know, it, oh, it shouldn't be about the race thing. It's not about that. It's about policy. I agree. It is about policy. And I tweeted Kamala Harris, not that she give a fuck, but I tweeted Kamala Harris, get in there and get cracking. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> so. Hey, what if she hit you back with the fist emoji like? West you know Coast. what he's talking hey, about? What? Listen, and I, I, this shouldn't, I should listen. This is what I was, this is, this is the thing that I was, uh, we were talking about when we were on the phone and we were talking about, uh, Kamala Harris and, you know, Kamala Harris from the Bay. Yeah. So it would have been presidential history if Kamala Harris, like say Joe Biden went out there, he tweeted, right? Mm -hmm. I I like to proudly announce Kamala Harris is my running mate for VP, for vice president of these United States. And then Kamala Harris at Joe Biden. I don't know what you're talking about, bro. I ain't (laughs) fucking with you. Hashtag town business. <laughs> Yo, that would have been fire. Yo, that'd she would have had fire. everybody. That would have been she it. She could have ran independent. Yeah. And she would have had all, everybody would have been like, oh, that's, I'm fucking with that. It's, it's kind of like when, when Obama, even, go ahead. No, even, even, you know, uh, Glasses Malone's controversial ass with the Kanye campaign yeah. would have had to respect her gangster. Yeah, he's like, oh, like, she, hey, oh, she a low. Hey, cuz she alone for that. <laughs> you, you definitely, it, it reminds me of when Obama was in office at one point, and I think I forgot it was some speech, but he did he did two things while he was in president. He shouted out Jeezy, 
you because you know Jeezy man, my president's yeah. black, and then another one. There was some speech that he did, and he did the little dirt off your shoulders, you know, nod to Jay Z, and hip hop was just like, oh, because till then you never really seen that. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like the 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 blackest quote unquote blackest president we had was Bill Clinton. He was playing a saxophone, and, and you know, black folks was going crazy over that. You know what I mean? But I, this is like speaking directly to us. You know what I'm saying? And, and you're right. I mean, people would have jumped up like crazy. What's fucked up is, and this is going to sound really, really crazy, and that I'm going to say this, okay. but I'm going to say it anyway because this is just what I believe. Donald Trump, Donald J. Trump has been the most culturally, culturally relevant president we've ever had. Explain. He's on Twitter. He is very in tune with what people are saying about him publicly, whether it's celebrities, Kanye, whatever, right? Mm-hmm. He he he's fucking with the Kardashian. Well, it's not even that. He's, I think he's, he's vocal he's, in his response too. Like that's what it is. Because Obama was was on Twitter. Obama Obama was actually well, he was on Twitter. I remember when people were getting followed back by Obama. That was a big thing. But he obviously kept it real PG. He kept it real political. But DT don't give a f. Hey, dictator Donnie is a part of the. He's a part of pop culture. Yeah, and that's because he's a he's a fucking celebrity billionaire. Obviously, but. My thing is, when you talk about being culturally relevant, name a week, just one week in the last four, I already know four years like we haven't none, been talking about. None, none. There hasn't been a week that we haven't been talking about Trump. Something he done did, a tweet he let fly, some shit, he, some slick shit he done said yeah, to right. a governor. Yeah, right. You know what I'm saying? A governor criticizing him, uh, foreign policy. Uh, you name it. Kim Kardashian, Kanye, like him him clapping back to regular people on Twitter. You know what I'm saying? I ain't never seen Obama clap back on Twitter. Nah, not, not at one all. time. Not at all. Not one time. Right. Eight years. He did eight years. When Obama got elected, I remember Obama being touted as one of the most uh, innovative presidents, uh, presidential campaigns because they implemented so much social media. Mm-hmm. It was, they was running heavy on Facebook. They was on Twitter. They was active. Barack was following people, right? He followed me. I'm, I'm, I'm one of the people who Barack followed, right? Light, light stunt, but go ahead. So uh, now, though, I think it's almost necessary that you have to have that aspect of your campaign. That's, ne- that's an absolute necessity. Because- you're, you're doing yourself a disservice not doing that because there's, there's a, a certain level of people that your voice is not going to even reach. Think about, think about this. Just think about where we are in a society where the Democratic nominated candidate for president of the United States made his official announcement of his running mate on Twitter. Twitter. Yeah. Yeah. Think about that. So, so I mean, you know, we have friends that are publicists. I would very much consider uh, other career opportunities. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Uh, when it comes to new media, I'm just throwing, throwing that out there just because Beyonce kicked the door in, dropping random shit on Instagram. Hey, my album's out, guys. Yeah. Oh shit! I mean, it's e- even like, before that, the baby announcement. Well, no, no, that that was on the Video Music Awards, but obviously that that went trending on social media. But you're right; everything else thus far has been boom. It's up right now. Media. Boom. Social Here media. you go. Boom. Yeah. Kanye yeah. tweeting his album artwork. Yeah. I'm just saying, like, as because be- I remember, uh, I don't know about eight. 
about eight or so years ago, new media was a thing, yeah. having a new media person, a new media publicist. And that publicist's job was to distribute your content across the platforms, across all the platforms, the blogs and shit like that for it to pick it up. Now, you, Joe Biden, yeah. tweeted his VP, his VP choice. Yeah. Like that's, that's just where we are in society. Right. And just, right. just think about that. People make real official statements and announcements themselves. And I, and you know, I don't think I would be any different. Shout out to Kevin Hart, who is a no stranger to going directly to social media and addressing whatever the fuck he got going on in his life. Uh, but I just think that it's just a sign of where we at right now as a society. I think that you would be a fool. And I think Joe Biden's campaign is definitely being foolish and being absent because Donald Trump's on TV every day, every single day, every day, Donald Trump's on TV. Uh, hopefully Kamala Harris can get out in front and take the lead on this campaign. I now we can address some of the criticisms from Kamala Harris. You know, she's a prosecutor. She's put black people, black and brown people in jails. She's advocated for this. She's I get it. I'm not I'm not I'm not I'm not taking that away. And yes, people do need to uh, address their own sins. Right. Mm -hmm. However. I wouldn't, I'd be lying if I said I wasn't biased. Like I can't in good conscience say that I'm not biased because for the basic simple fact that Kamala Harris could be my mom. Exactly. Exactly. And so, and so, and so I'd be lying if I said I wasn't biased, but to me, it's no different. I'm biased to Kamala Harris in the same way that white people was biased towards Donald Trump and not voting. I mean, in, um, in, in uh, bias against president Barack Obama. And, so not, and same, not voting it's for literally him. the same thing you're saying and not voting for him. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. I, I agree. I agree. There was a, there was a clip that go that's been across, um, that I saw on, on Instagram. It was, um, my God, I'm having a brain for, uh, insecure. Mm -hmm. What's her name? What's her name? Issa Rae. There we go. And they asked her, uh, it was, it was, I don't know if it was the Grammys or what award she was at. And she was like, who are you going for tonight? She was like, anybody black straight up. And, mm -hmm. and I feel like that's, you know, that, that's kind of my, 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 my thought process when it comes to Kamala Harris It's like, look, we ain't been through a lot of bad shit. We ain't been through some crazy shit. What's the worst that can happen at this point? I'd rather somebody that, that has my interest in mind, at least from the outside, at least from that perspective, get in there, you know, Maybe get roughed up a little bit. Maybe get challenged because now you're going to be held accountable from us to do what you got to do. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. And of course, everybody's past, you know, catches up with them and, and you can't hold people. You can hold them a little more accountable, but you can't hold it against them the whole time. Like we've been complaining about what's the agenda? What's the agenda? What's the agenda? What's the representation? To me, all bullshit aside, this looks like the best option. Two, three months out. What's what's the worst that can happen? Well, we can get Kanye in there. <laughs> You're right. You're right. Hey, shout out to the baby who tweeted out that oh, he he's that. uh voting for Kanye. I love it. Listen, that. bro. Uh I'm just gonna say this. I love the baby. The baby is a stand-up individual. The baby answers text messages. He's he's an amazing guy. Um I love every I love most things about the baby. I love how authentic he is, but I'm not necessarily uh convinced on his uh, political strategy <laughs> as of today <laughs> let me ask you this though say 
you put a you put a controversial post up about Kanye running for president. Yeah, that shit went right? crazy. G- give me, give me, give us a, the synopsis of that. Give us like the Twitter version of what what you said. I said um, we got to stop voting for celebrities because they're celebrities. Basically, what that's, if you? That's that's a very short version of what I said, and it, it went viral and shit. What if but, Kanye retweeted and said West Coast? Well, what if he did? What that if means he, did? he can. He, I mean, in, in DJ Head's world, that means he agrees with what I'm saying. Would that make you look at him any different? No, it would just look. It made me look at look at it like he saw my post and he wanted to acknowledge that he saw my post. Like it's kind of like I see you, you yeah. bitch ass nigga. <laughs> <laughs> Like, because I'll do that. I'll do that. Like, I've done that to people who troll me. Like, I'll hit a one. I'll send them a West Coast, and and it's some fucked up shit about me. Right, right. But uh, yeah, I I guess I was just throwing it out there because it's like, okay, I acknowledge you, and I think he's just obviously he's just geeked at the fact that Kanye a knows who he is, and then b responded to to something that he had to say or used his ad lib in a sense. So who knows? I'm, I'm gonna be honest though. I think uh, based on what you just said, I've had my fair share of I've had a taste of uh, an iconic legend not liking me. Right. Really? And knowing who I am. Yes. (laughs) And really, really, really not liking me to the point where it was very, very it was a very bad um, like uh, discussion had between that person and I. And we're not cool. And, and he don't fuck with me. And, and I understand that. And he made it very clear that he don't fuck with me. I'm th- I think I'm cool on that energy. Like, I'm not geeked. Like, oh, so-and-so knows who I am. Like, I'm not. That, sh- that shit ain't. I'm, I'm cool on that energy. I'd rather just keep it pushing. Understand. Understand. It, it makes like, sense. Like, rather, I'd rather you see it, say, okay, I ain't fucking with him, and keep it moving. Like, don't, don't bring the energy to me. Because all that's going to do is tarnish how I feel about you. Got it. Now, what if playing devil's advocate, he not only responds with the West Coast, but then kind of says, all right, I want to tell you what my plan of action is. This is what I plan on doing. I would feel, I would feel one, elated that he would feel the need to explain himself to me. But then I would also feel like, if he had if he had something that was legitimate, something to stand on campaign wise, would you change your stance in terms of the, the celebrities being president or running for office and things of that nature? I don't really care because my my my, my stance is not a, it's not against Kanye West. My stance is against people voting for celebrities because they're celebrities. Got it. I have a very specific stance. It's not it's not it could be Cardi B. It could be. It could be anybody. T.I. I don't give a fuck who it is, but don't vote for somebody just because they, oh, I fuck with this. The college dropout is classic. No, no, that's not. So what's the, okay, what, what's the difference between that and us saying that we vote for Kamala because she's black? I'm going to be honest with you. Uh, Joe Biden could have picked anybody as his running mate and I probably would have voted for him. We're at a state, to, in my opinion, where and he's the one that committed to appointing a black woman as his running mate. I think he was pushing that corner because people were asking, like, what are you going to do for black people? What are you going to do for black people? He was pushed up against the corner to, to pay. He, he made a wise decision by doing it. But I, I don't know if I would have the same sentiment. Like, if he would have picked anybody else, I would have felt the same way that I felt two days ago before they announced this. I'd have been like, eh. Right now, I'm more of like, OK, I got somebody to vote for. Before I was like, eh, I, honestly, I was uh, one of the route of, I don't even know if I want to vote mm. for president. Everything else, cool. But I'm just like, at this point, there, I don't want to waste my vote for that. 
I'd rather just well, chalk the, it up. That's good that you said that, though, because a lot of people feel like that. But I don't believe that any vote is wasted. I believe you should do your due diligence and 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 vote vote your interest. Like, but if nobody has if my I best was a rich, in mind, if I was a if I was a rich ass Republican who didn't really give a fuck about the lower or middle class of 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 this country and probably had a different upbringing and stuff like that, I probably would love Donald Trump. Mm-hmm. Like, why wouldn't you? Because he is for your interests. Right. He's Donald Trump. I don't believe Donald Trump is racist. I don't believe Donald Trump is. He hates black people. Donald Trump in, in real life has never said anything anti-black people. No, if but you really I, mean, think about I, I think it. I think again, going based off of if we gonna if if we're talking about Kamala and what she's done against black people. I mean, there there are things back in the day with this hotels in terms of like people getting work in, in the, the areas that they were in that directly affected black people. I agree with you, but if I'm Mexican, I have a real issue with Donald Trump right. because he is literally attacking me and my people. Black people, Donald Trump may indirectly get, get shit off. You know, he pop his stuff here and there. He charge up the far right people who, you know, are Confederates and stuff like he charged them up. He put a battery in their back. But in real life, in actual application, I don't recall Donald Trump saying anything anti black people. He may have policies. But so does every other politician that's anti-black person. What I'm saying is Donald Trump is somebody who I feel is unfit for the job. I don't feel like Donald Trump is racist. I don't feel like Donald Trump hates black people. I feel like he got a real issue with Mexicans and Latinos. But I don't know where that, where, that, where that come from, but I really feel like he got an issue with Latinos. And China. And, and Chinese people. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you don't you fuck with saying? China, for sure. You don't fuck with Chinese people. I was for whatever reason. I was, you know I was about to something the other day. they wouldn't let him build a hotel over there or some shit. Some. But none, some. Nonetheless, in real life, though, Donald Trump, to me, is not none of those things. Donald Trump is a classist, in my opinion. He don't fuck with people who don't got money mm. or, or celebrity or power. Mm-hmm. That's it. Which I'm not. I'm not saying that that's a, that's a better yeah, than right. being a racist, but I'm saying that I don't believe he's racist. Yeah, I feel a, like he fuck with anybody that got some money or some clout. Right. Care who you are. He don't give a fuck who. What what, what, what background? Unless you might be Chinese <laughs> or Mexican. If you Chinese or Mexican, he probably ain't, you right. could be a billionaire in Mexican. He ain't fucking. And he with probably you. ain't fucking with you. Yeah. Which. Which, if I'm Mexican, that's I got what, a real issue with yeah. Donald J. Trump. That's if I'm Chinese, with. I got a real issue with Donald J. Trump. Other than that, yeah, I don't know. I I just think that, you know, obviously there's a lot of other layers to this. People are going to have more qualified conversations when it comes to the politics. I, I'll I'll be the first to admit I don't know everything about. I don't know a lot about anything when it comes to the politics. I'm just starting to kind of peek my head into it a little bit more, just kind of study up a little bit, but. I don't know everything that needs to be known. I can just I can just tell you how I feel about certain things. And the feeling that I got, you know, when when they when Joe Biden announced that she's going to be his running mate, um, it felt like, OK, all right, I can deal with this. You know, how they talk about the lesser of the two evils. For, for me, there was no lesser of the two evils. I was just like, well, you want me to put somebody else in place that doesn't really have a, a clue what they're doing versus somebody that's already in place that has no idea what they're doing. I don't say there's no reason for me to say anything now. It's like, Mm -hmm. okay, I feel like there's a little more of a sway into a better direction um, as to who's 
Yeah, and all, or who's going to be running against them? Because before it was it was lights out. So we'll see what happens. Uh, obviously, we'll keep you guys updated when when uh, more information pops out. Uh, but yes, we we three three months out, three Listen, three four months out. Uh, very important. Please register to vote. Real ninety two three la dot com keyword change. Um, I'm also starting my own campaign. Shout out to DJ T. Shout out to DJ Mustard. Uh, YG. I've talked to all all of these individuals about it. Shout out to the homie Reza, who said that I should actually run for office, which is crazy. Office uh, like just just any political office. He said I should run be a congressman or something. I don't know. I, I got to flesh that conversation out. I'm not, I don't want that out there. Like I'm entertaining the idea. Like I'm just, I'm literally just doing, inf- just doing informational research uh, based on what he was telling me. But he was like, bro, you don't even need that many like signatures. Like he was like, people fuck with you. You can get, I'm like, but the pro- that would then make me a hypocrite. Exactly. I was just going to say people would just vote for you. I don't have any political DJ experience. Right. So right. what I would like to get, I would like to like, you know, go sit with Marquise Harris Dawson, who's, a colleague of mine who's uh the congressman in the crenshaw district uh he's responsible for doing nipsey hustle square and the crenshaw project for the blue i mean for the new rail line and and sit with him or shadow him to see if i even want to fuck with that entertain the idea for sure yeah so you know that there are things like that but um somebody else i want to talk about that i found very interesting go ahead is um the WAP video. I was just about to say it. We're going from one extreme to the next. Your the thoughts? WAP video is phenomenal. It is an amazing video. Shout out to Cardi B. Shout out to Meg Thee Stallion. Shout out to all the goddamn cameos. Um, Listen, bro. I think they did the fuck out of that. What, I what think do, the, what do you the, find the rapping. Was, go ahead. The rapping is, 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 is superb because both of them can rap. Mm-hmm. Um, I think Meg Thee Stallion I think as Meg Thee Stallion progresses, she's going to get more and more uh, credit for being an MC because mm. she can rap. She can rap. Like Meg, Meg can rap. Sure. Like, and, and I think um, Cardi, obviously people know about Cardi's writers and, you know, Partisan Fontaine and shit like that, but you still have to deliver it. And exactly. the delivery, the delivery, it's, it's important. like Postmates, bro. Rap is the same thing. You might not make the food, but this person's delivering it to you and they're just as important as a person that made it. So I'm just saying that to say, man, Cardi don't write her shit. She delivering the fuck out of she it. She delivering the fuck out of it. <laughs> okay. So um, I think the song is, is dope. I, le- I think it's right on brand for both of them. Mm-hmm. I think the video is fucking fire. Whoever, whoever, the, whoever created, whoever digitally uh, produced this video needs need some sort of uh, acclaim or accolade because they, if you look at the behind-the-scenes footage that's been coming out on Instagram, they shot most of it on green screen. Yeah, which means they had to sh- they had to do to build this whole video like the goddamn Avengers Endgame movie, where it's just like all kind of shit. I saw and Cardi I, being really, really hands-on with it. One of the behind-the-scenes uh, videos was her explaining to Meg, like, yo, this is where I want you to come in, and then we can go from this room to this room. So I think Cardi needs to get a lot of credit for that as well. Shout out to both of them, man. I think it's dope. I think it's dope for, for women. I did see a lot of the criticism, too. There's I, a I lot seen of feedback. I seen Meg Thee Stallion clap back. Uh, I seen Cardi say some, get some shit off. Um, Meg Thee Stallion actually said this. Her tweet was, LOL, dudes will scream, slob on my knob, word for word, crying about what? Bye, little boy. <laughs> and I agree with her. Yeah. I, I'm, and I, I, was talking to, I was talking to the homie about this shit, right? Do you know what kind of rap we grew up on? 
crazy. I'm going to read you the lyrics to one of my favorite rappers of all time. Go ahead. And this is the hook of the song. <laughs> I'm mad at the, the, it was strong with hook. The hook. All right. This is the hook of the song. You don't want to fuck with Shady. Bam. Because Shady will fucking kill you. I said, <laughs> you, you don't want to fuck with Shady because Shady will fucking kill you. Let me just read you the first, the first bars of this. One of my favorite artists of all time off one of my favorite albums of all time. Top right. 10 album of all time, in my opinion. Mm -hmm. Bitch, I'm going to kill you <laughs> like a murder weapon. Hold on, let me go to the next one. This, this, these are the first... These are the first bars. All right. Hold on. Here we go. I want to read you this part. Hold on. Hold on. All right. Here we go. He says, you don't want to fuck with me. Girls, neither. You ain't nothing but a slut to me. Bitch, I'm going to kill you. You ain't got the balls to beef. We ain't going to never stop beef. I don't squash the beef. You better kill me. I'm going to be another rapper dead for popping off at the mouth for shit I shouldn't have said. But when they kill me, I'm bringing the world with me. <laughs> Bitches, too. You ain't nothing but a girl to me. And you didn't even get to a lot of the homophobic shit that he was saying, too. Bruh. Yeah, you're right. And you worried about some wet pussy? <laughs> <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> like, what, the, what the fuck are we talking about <laughs> shout to robin what we talking about what we talking about bro like that's one of my favorite mcs of all time his yeah. name is marshall mathers he's from Slim detroit Shay. michigan eminem man and we're not even finna get into doggy style oh my god yeah, Our, <laughs> uh, top five uh best hip-hop albums of all time from a little nigga named snoop dogg from long beach california Okay, Calvin Brown. We're not even finna, that, 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 not that, even finna get into that. That little nigga Calvin. You know what I'm saying? Come on, bro. Yeah, I, and y'all and everybody's tripping over some wet and gushy. I think the overall argument that people are having, which I agree, but I, I'm not gonna go as far as to say A, that I don't enjoy it. And then B, it's not entertaining. And C, we have to take control of our communities and all that, right? So the main argument that people are having is, oh, well, hip-hop is, is hip-hop is being used to weaponize the black community, right? Okay. okay. I'll take that, whatever. Um, but damn, like, I just, I don't, I don't know. I don't, I don't see, there, there's too many people having like think pieces on, 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 on this, on this song and this video when it's like control your own. Control your own. If we grew up with it, you know, some people may have got slapped on the hand. You know, in my case, you know, sometimes CDs will maybe taken or whatever the case may be. Or you just listen to the shit and explain what exactly it is. When you have these conversations, you end up being okay in life. It's not a problem, right? Um, a lot. I saw a lot of people that have daughters out there was just like, well, I don't, I don't understand how they can have this and the image that it puts out there. But it's like, yo, you guys were. Fucking with two live crew, or you know what I'm saying? Like, what what are we talking about here? So, I don't know, man. I it, it's I I hear the arguments out there, 
And I know a lot of them are justified to a certain extent. But at the same time, it's entertainment. It is inner fucking tainment. And if your kid or whoever can't distinguish the fact that, oh, yo, these are bad words. These are bad lyrics. Not bad, but these are um, controversial lyrics. And be able to separate real life versus entertainment. I don't know what it is. I, 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 know, love- I know a lot of really, really wholesome individuals, my yeah. wife being one of them, that love, she, she loves the ratchet shit. That doesn't make her one. I think I loved, I loved uh, uh, Silas's take on it when he was uh, tweeting about. Because he has uh, he, two daughters. He has two daughters and he said he was, his daughters loved the song. And he, and he said it's, it's their job to consume the content and it's his job to parent the content. I love that. So I love so, that. I love that take on it because it's not entertainer's job to raise your children. That's not their, their job is to entertain. That's what their job is. So by delivering compelling content, they're doing their job. It's your job as the parent to make that content make sense to them as entertainment as in not being something that they're supposed to ingest into their everyday life. I agree. And, and for the people that are worried about the balance and like I've heard somebody say, oh, man, yeah, the radio only plays things of that nature. Yeah, but there's other forms, there's other outlets that you can listen to music to now. You can stream, you can watch, you can do whatever with YouTube, Spotify, the the uh, the, the iHeartRadio app. I mean, there's tons of way to consume music nowadays, and there is that balance. You know what I'm saying? And this is nothing new. This is nothing new. This is not new, bro. Lil' Kim, Kimberly Jones from New York told the world that she made a Sprite can disappear in her mouth. Let, let's be fair, though. They were, they were, it was controversial then, just as it is controversial What now. I'm saying is controversy in, in, in hip-hop is not new. Yeah. Hip-hop is, born, is built off the back of controversy. We're also going to get to the birthday of the hip-hop as well. Yeah. But um, that's not new. Shout out to uh, Glasses when I was talking to him about all this shit. He's saying that um, anybody that does gangster rap, it's supposed to make you uncomfortable in whatever way possible. Right. You're not supposed to be warm and cozy when you're listening to gangster rap. Mm-hmm. I'm not saying Cardi B or Meg Thee Stallion make gangster rap music. What I'm saying is this song definitely has a bit of gangster to it. Mm-hmm. Because it's making people uncomfortable like a motherfucker. They're making people uncomfortable like a motherfucker. I am not co- uncomfortable with this shit at yeah. all. This is nothing new. Cardi B is not a stranger to these types of songs. She tweets crazy things. This is on about brand. her and Offset's sex life. This is on brand for sure, all the time. Yeah, on the set of Rhythm and Flow, <laughs> while we were filming in front of everybody, Cardi was like, "Oh, we got a day. I got We gotta go. I got a date after this. I'm gonna get some dick tonight." <laughs> ah. You know what I'm saying? Right, right. This is not new. Yeah, like you know what I'm saying. So it just, it just, it just to me. It's like crazy. So to how me. do you, okay? So how do you respond to when people say because I hear all of that, but I I do agree to a certain extent that there are, you know, when it there is an agenda when it comes to pushing certain media. I I, I can agree. I I've seen it right, but mm-hmm. so so what's your response to that when when people say, okay, yeah, but um, that only perpetuates the kind of lifestyle and it's not really giving people a fair chance of seeing 
um, you know, like, of course, let's say, let's use, let's use Rhapsody as a, an example, right? You know, she's not, that, okay, no, here's a better example. And there's another argument that I saw. Beyonce, just a week before, released Black is King, right? Great visual album, like you were talking about, she releases shit and it makes an impact. I can agree that this, the, the WAP video, it just washed that away. Now, something you got positive, positive image for black people. Black is king, you know, talking about our, our heritage, our roots and things of that nature. A great message didn't get the look or the reach that the WAP video did. It don't matter, bro. It's something for everybody. And let's not act like human beings aren't all one way. Volatile in nature. Right. Like we like we like disruption. We like bullshit. Mm-hmm. We love bullshit. You are you are you a father. You do dad shit yep. all the time. Do you remember the first time your son hit you in the face or did something and laughed it and laughed about it? Oh, I want to whoop his ass. Did you teach him that? Huh? No. Exactly. Yeah. That's that just comes stock yeah. with us. <laughs> and we we come stock with the bullshit. We yeah. love bullshit. Your kid will fuck you up. He'll just be like, you'll be sitting there playing and he'll just punch you in your ah. motherfucking face. Yeah. And then you'll be hurt and he'll be like, <laughs> like yeah. Yeah, like, wait, hold on. You didn't teach him that. You're right. You're right. That comes, that's that's human nature. Human nature likes the bullshit. So it's just like a car crash. Takashi 6ix9ine, fucking loving hip hop, fucking everything that we consider to be bullshit in the world today. We love it. Why do we love world star hip hop? We love it because it's ingrained in our DNA. That's right. just the truth. Let me, I'm going to play devil's advocate one last time and we can move on. You're absolutely right with a lot of the examples you brought up. But let's use Takashi 6ix9ine as an example, right? I don't care to talk about the dude. I don't, I don't care to give that a platform a lot of the times for my own personal reasons. But what's the difference between that and people having an argument about this? Like, I, and you know what? I just answered my own question. If you don't like the shit, don't speak about it. That's, that's really what it is. Yeah, move on. Got it. It's not about like people writing think pieces on, on wet pussy. It's crazy to me. Got you. Like, you don't like wet pussy. <laughs> some people don't. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Some like, let's keep it a buck. Some people don't. Let's keep, it a, let's keep it a buck. Some people don't. Bro, they sell Astro Glide because people like wet pussy. They sell lube because people like wet pussy. Shit. What are we talking about? What are we talking about? <laughs> let's talk about hip-hop. Happy birthday, hip-hop, man. 47 <laughs> years old. Hip-hop is becoming an old head by the, by the year. And I love it because it's showing that, you know, as, as the years go by, it's no longer a young man's game. Yes, you have, you have young people in it. You have a young, a young lifestyle, but then you have the progressive, mature rap as well. And I just think it's dope that, you know, this, this little thing that people said was a fad um, that wouldn't last has been able to feed multiple, multiple millions and billions of people. I've been able to get, give, careers like ourselves be able to have the platform to speak on certain things like wet ass pussy and, and you know what i'm saying like other topics and, and things that involve our lifestyle you know you you like you you tweet or you um put on ig you was able to buy your mom's a crib yourself a crib and you know be revered by a lot of your peers because of hip-hop man listen what's crazy is 
What's crazy is this. It's crazy. What's crazy? What's crazy is I was thinking about like, damn, it's hip hop's birthday. What I'm gonna do? Like how I'm gonna celebrate? What I'm gonna say? And then I was telling, I was telling the homie, I'm like, I'm finna just tell the truth. Yeah. Like, I don't really, I like, why come up with something crazy when the truth is is is, is just as entertaining, or I mean, it's just as compelling as something I could like wittily, wittingly. I don't know if that's a word, but we just made it up. F it wittingly uh uh contrived so um i just told the truth i think that hip-hop i think you and i both owe one our lives uh most most of most of our lives to hip-hop our friendship our business all kind of shit we owe to hip-hop because that's the that's the backbone and i said this shout to nick hamilton i actually never told you this but um I was on Nick Hamilton. I don't know if you saw that. I did an interview with Nick Hamilton. I saw like and, uh, uh, certain clips. I didn't see the whole thing. And uh, I was telling him, I said, I think that you and I are children of radio. Like you and I are brothers and radio had us, if that makes sense. No, like we're, we're stepbrothers due, due to radio. And obviously that comes from hip hop. So I feel like a lot of people like just, I just, I'm not even finna, Debbie Brown and like, Oh, it's too many. Charlemagne and like all these people who are genuinely my friends are because of this little thing that started in New York called hip hop. And I think that, you know, we obviously, I'm not going to say, I'm not going far as say we wouldn't have a life without it, but we definitely owe the lives that we know to hip hop for sure. Uh, The the way I kind of celebrate it, you know, you you hit it on the head with that for sure. And it kind of made me want to put a post up or remind people at the time that I bought my first uh my first hip-hop my first hip-hop purchase it was a two two thing one of them was dr dre's the single of dre day and i remember it kind of going back to the whole you know conversation of parental advisory and lyrics and what that conversation was like when, when i had to press play on that on the way home and just how crazy it was the thought of you know an, a, a rapper or an entertainer uh talking about uh putting dicks in your mouth and you know blasting your yam you know all this type of shit but it's because of hip hop. He was, you know, Dre was talking about his lifestyle. Um, and, you know, I was able, I was able to kind of navigate through that and create my own, my own lane with that. And I, I became a fan of hip hop because of how controversial it was. Um, it just spoke to me. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. And, and, you know, you just, we all remember that first time you heard a particular song, the first time you bought that album. And we can thank hip hop for that. You know what I'm saying? Like all, you, you just remember, just think about it. You remember the first time, you know, what was playing on the radio? The first, We can go a lot of firsts. Let's put it like yeah, that, right? Yeah. You remember what was playing on the radio. You remember where you were at, what was going on when all these things surrounding hip hop happened. We, we, we yeah. chronolog, we chronolog, we chron- how you say, chronolize, chrono, chrono, you know what I'm trying to say. Chronologically? The I-Z-E part of that. Chronolog, yeah. You know what I'm trying to say? Chronicalized. Nah. Chronicalized. Chronicalized. Anyway, it's, it's, I'm going to fucking think about this shit later on. Our lives based off of that. You know what I'm saying? Like, I remember I was, where, I, where I was at when Pac died. I remember, the new, you know, the, the, the very moment, what was going on? Like, oh, yeah, that was, that was junior high. Or, oh, yeah, that was high school. Oh man, yeah, I was just graduating that year. Like when I was asking people what was the first hip hop purchase, I was like, yo, you were three. Somebody told me they were, <laughs> somebody told me 
you know, let's go back to Eminem. Eminem and the Nate Dog song to to the roof. Was it till I collapse or something like that? Some uh, uh got the name Anyway, that song with Nate Dog Eminem. This dude, shouts out to the homie Impact. He jumped on your live. He jumped on my live before. He's always like one of the homegrown homies. He comes in and checks in. He said he was one years old, one year old when that song came out. Oh shit! And you was a grown ass man. I was in college. <laughs> yep. Niggas is old, Bruh. Bianca, <laughs> shout out to Bianca. She was like, "Yo, ludicrous word of mouth or ludicrous chicken and beer." I was in third grade. I'm like, nigga. I was going through the dorms of Long Beach State around that time. I know exactly what I was doing with chicken and Running beer. A buck. Going crazy, right? You was going crazy. Man, them- but I digress. All right? <laughs> <laughs> we know exactly. <laughs> oh, Chuck you remember what was going on in your life. Dizzelator. Nah, based off of hip hop. All right? That, so <laughs> we owe hip hop our lives. And, you know, happy birthday to hip hop. Because I, I just think that it's doing the same. Like, And, oh, last part. Somebody hit me. I think we talked about this too before. Shouts out to the homie Archie. We, we were talking about this with Archie. Shout out to Archie oh, Davis. Oh, shout out to Archie Davis, Archie man. Davis, man. RCA, uh, OPM, yeah. a god out here. Man, he, we, we had a really good conversation. And in that, it reminded me of somebody who told me, they were like, yo, I remember when you guys were doing Homegrown at the crib, I was just getting in high school, listening to y'all on the stream. I'm like, what? And they're graduating from college now. Yeah. So it's like, the same way we look at it, there's other people that's, that's looking at not only us, but, you know, other artists, um, just the lifestyle of hip hop that, that's going on right now. They're, they're getting that word, chronologic, chronologic, chron- yeah, that. <laughs> chronolize. No, it's not chronolize. I'm a, I'm a, when you it's start chronicalize. Talking, okay, I'll take that for now. I think. I don't fucking know. Anyway, they're doing that with us right now and the lifestyle of hip hop. So again, I, I look forward to seeing how this progresses even more, you know, how it expands even more, feeding more families and, you know, really, really um, just, just being a great thing, man. Salute I am, I am tripping off. The, I mean, we always talk about how we trip off the impact. There was this little boy. So I get a, I get a, a video sent to me um, oh, yes, of this that. little boy dancing. Um, well, it wasn't sent to me. His mom posted a video of him dancing, and I was wondering why she tagged me in the video. And I'm, I'm watching him dance, and then I heard my, I heard me in the background. So he was listening to the radio Damn. while I was while I was on the radio. He's seven years old, right? I think he's seven, and and uh, he's dancing to me playing me DJing on the radio. So I'm like, oh shit, this is dope. I post it. So then she she she's uh, DMing me. She's like. Yo, my son is losing his mind right now because you posted him on your story. Like That's he, cool. you know, he, he's a huge fan of yours. He really looks up to you. Like I think he's seven. His name is Cash. Um, and then she sends me the video uh, him of him shit. reacting, losing his shit. Right. <laughs> and I was just like, "Damn, this is crazy." Yeah. Because I remember when. You know, uh, I got the acknowledgement from DJ Dents or Julio G mm-hmm. when he came and fuck with us. And it's just like, oh, can I say, oh, shit. Today- All right. The day we're recording this, my bad. So I've been waiting for this motherfucker to, to get back on and do his shit. Um, they're going to be on Twitch. Julio G and DJ Melody. They're doing Westside yeah. Radio back at it tonight. With the day we're recording this is on a Wednesday. 
They're doing that shit tonight. I'm so glad. I just I want I want Julio to get his props even more so, man. He he gets a lot of love from hip hop purists and and d- people in the DJ community, but I I really want people that that didn't grow up listening to uh 92.3 the beat or Power 106 growing up like that grew up in this LA shit. I just want just do me a favor, man. Go on and just figure a way to tap into that that live and hear some West Side Radio shit, man. It's been too long. Him and DJ DJ Melody, man. I was I remember um when I put up that post about uh Big Boy, Julio G, yeah. DJ Dents and Battlecat. And when I put that post up, um shout out to the homie Annie Means, he was like, That's dope that you included Julio G in, in your list. And I was like, bro, it started with Julio for me. Bro. Like for me, it started with Julio. Julio was Julio was was like, damn, I wanna be who he is. Right, right. Like I want, I want that. Yeah. Like Julio, like it wasn't it wasn't all of the the cameras and the lights and shit, but it was the respect and people. Like you can't say nothing about Julio G in LA. I'm gonna tell you, I'm gonna tell you one thing, one one philosophy, one philosophy I d- adopted by Julio, and it's kind of bitten me in the ass to today to to to, to ah, I can't fucking talk today. Bitten me in the ass today, but I think it it implements the the hard the work ethic that I got as well. I remember one day he was on the radio and he, he said it often, but he was like, oh, yeah, man, I'm in here with no, no interns. I ain't got no interns. I'm, I'm running the boards myself. You know what I'm saying? I'm like, oh, shit. So that's how you got to do it. So when yeah. I got in the radio, I was like, OK, no, nobody help. I got this. You know, we did homegrown. I, you know, you know how pushback yeah. I was, you know, not not even receptive to Sparkle helping it out or Lupe or Alex. I, you know, everybody that came on board, that was a part of me. I'm like, no, nah, I got it. I got it. It's like, no, you need help. It's good to have help. But. I, I adopted that from Julio back in the day, just by just by hearing him do a break and saying that. You know what I'm saying? And mm. I think we 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 can, can we we can have an episode every single every episode we can figure a way to factor out Julio G in this. Um, but yeah, it, but it's, it was that important. You know what I'm saying? And the word is chronolite. Chronolog. Oh, fuck! I was trying to pull it up. C H R O N O L O G I Z E. I'm, I'm going to get the fucking dictionary to say this shit because it's fucking with me right now. <laughs> and, and somebody probably listening right now like, nigga, is, yeah. nigga, is that? Oh, okay, I'm going to have it playing in a second. Um, let me see. What else we got? Uh, it's, so, it's funny that, okay, Fat Joe, we'll kind of briefly talk about this because we talked about it last time, but with, with everything going on with Glasses talking about uh, Drake ain't hip-hop, uh, Fat Joe comes out and says, uh, Drake is the MJ of this time. What are your thoughts on that? <laughs> I'm not. I'm. Yeah. Huh? What we at? What we talking about? I don't know. I don't. I don't know. Like because I'm gonna be honest. Like I was really, really young during Michael Jackson, mm-hmm. and I wasn't into music at that time. Like I'm. You talking about like I was in single digits, right? You know what I'm saying? Like I just don't. I don't remember. Music didn't impact me until I got older, obviously, when music impacts everybody during adolescence between I was on roughly 12 to 21 is when I figured that's when you have the most development in character and what you're into, what you fuck with people who you who you relate to and shit like that. So, I mean, for me, it was like, I mean, sure, I guess. I don't know. I don't I, I don't I'm, I'm comfortable enough to say I don't know. I do know that Drake is an anomaly and they need to get that light skinned Canadian boy his credit. Regardless of if he wrote it or not, whatever the case may be, Drake is definitely uh, going to be in the history books 
as one of the pe- as one of the greatest people to ever do it. Now I'm he t- has to be. I'm gonna tell you, you're right. Everything you're saying correct, but I disagree on two counts. All right, now I respect Fat Joe's opinion, but I've yet to see a grown ass motherfucking man pass out by Drake. <laughs> and yeah. two, I ain't seen. Uh, I haven't seen. Actually, this argument goes for something else, so I'll save it. But let's just say Drake don't have the dance moves. The dance moves? Nigga, MJ, come on, man. MJ? I'm not saying I'm not saying that it's not a prerequisite to be considered MJ, but goddamn. Like a lot of people don't dance. I was you know, you know, you know what I was thinking about? I was I was thinking about comparisons. Jay Z don't dance. Right. And everybody thinking, knows Jay Z could got bars. I was thinking about the comparisons that people have MJ and Chris Brown. And I was thinking, like, damn, the only thing that makes me say, yo, Chris Brown is not, not going to go as far as saying the MJ of our time, but the, the closest comparison in that, in that world in, ter- in terms of, like, entertainment, I would say, damn, MJ ain't never hit no flips. Bro, I'm going to say, I'm going to say, I mean, I, I respect Fat Joe. Obviously, sure. Fat Joe's a legend. And he, he probably knows what he's talking about more than me because sure. he's been in this game before I was born. Right. But I'm just going to say this, that I would rather see Chris Brown be compared to MJ than Drake. Give me that. Give me that. Chris and Brown is way. I have. I've actually seen with my own two eyes Chris Brown do some incredible shit on. I saw him. I saw Chris Brown in front of me. I was on stage because I was DJing. Yeah. I saw Chris Brown dancing in choreography without looking back. Dang. Break choreography. Go into the stands. Sing to his fans. Hop down off the stage. Interact with the fans. Without looking back, jump back on stage and get right back in the step with, like with, with the dancers behind him. Like without looking. <laughs> I yeah. come on, dog. But but as a grown ass man passed out because of Chris Brown. I'm I, I would bet my money on Chris Brown over Drake. All right. Let the record reflect. I think that's that's what determines greatness. If you got a grown ass man that <laughs> that's passes what out, determines greatness. Hey, that's Chuck Dizzle speaking, by the way. Um, you got a grown ass man just. Uh, if you don't have a grown ass man that passes out because of you, <laughs> you're not great. That's that's Chuck Dizzle. Fuck the talent. Fuck the singing. Fuck the. Hey, that's, fuck the, if, that's uh, the clip. Right. That's, that's the clip. Right. <laughs> you are not bars. great if you, a grown ass man, man don't pass out. I just ain't seen it. If a nigga ain't fainting. Because what you're doing, hey, I don't know. And here's the word. Chronologize. There we go. Chronologize. Chronologize. Mm. We were both wrong. Yeah. I don't know why I thought, because I know it's chronicle. I know that was the root word. Yeah, anyway. Here we go. On and on. Uh, Yeah, I fuck with Fat Joe, but I just just don't see that. I see Chris Brown easily being this generation's Michael Jackson, more so than Drake. Drake is is more... uh, Somebody else, but not Michael Jackson. Chris got, Brown is easily that. Got a salute to uh, Loon. He's back home for Bad Boy Artist. He, he did some time. I, what I, did I, he do? What uh, was he in for? You know what? I, I can't even tell you, dude. I do remember. I remember him confessing to. Oh, man. I, I, you know, I, was, I it a, was it a gun charge? I'm not going to even get into it because I, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. But I do know that. I saw him explaining himself and he he was basically saying that he could have either fought the charge and went away for a long time or just yeah, plead, okay. just plead guilty. Like, hey, you know what? I I introduced basically he, he introduced some people 
and they went on this did, did some shit. And because he introduced them, he got caught up in it. Have you ever seen the Thirteenth documentary on Netflix? I have. I can't. I can't quote any parts of it or anything like that. Though. Shout out to Ava DuVernay. Um, I just w- went back and revisited it. I'm actually. I want to see Birth of a Nation too, the original with the with the blackface shit, mm-hmm. and then I also wanted wanted to see uh, Birth of a Nation the, the, with Nat with Nat Turner uh, story. But I I, I think that uh, I remember seeing. I don't remember if it was in the Thirteenth documentary or if it was somewhere else. But I do remember I saw somewhere in a documentary I was watching where the plea bargain actually originated through uh so, through a control system of mass incarceration. So it's basically the plea the plea deal was basically implemented to it was basically implemented to for for the for the uh oppression of black people in a way that we can we can we uh, here look boy take this deal or we're going to send you we're going to lock you up forever. And so most people, especially when you feel like you don't have the means to fight the case or the resources or the money or whatever, people are going to take that plea deal. And that was the case. And a lot of you've seen these cases now coming out, now coming out. Um, shout out to uh, the story of the Central Park Five. I remember that coming out. A lot of them said, I just want to go home. Mm. It was like, well, OK, we'll sign this piece of paper and you can go home. Right. And that don't be the case, obviously. Yeah. But. A lot of times people coming from disenfranchised, uh, poor and disenfranchised communities don't have the resources to fight cases. Yeah. And you take a plea deal. Um, I actually have a cousin. He's he's doing life in prison right now in, in, in the South because he he was I don't I don't know what happened because I wasn't there. I know his version of what happened and his version of what happened is. He was out with his homies. His homies decided to carjack some white man. And, not, and they're in like, I think they were in Tennessee, oh. which is exactly. So they decide to carjack this white man. Carjack goes wrong. They shoot the white man. He dies. They go joyriding in the white man's car. They get pulled over. They all go to jail. They all say it was my cousin. They all kind of get the same story going. My cousin goes down for it. Now, based upon the circumstances of the evidence, obviously I wasn't there. I don't know what happened. So that's why you never hear me say free so-and-so because right. I wasn't there. Yeah. I can't vouch for what happened. But that, that's his account of what happened. Now, based on his account of what happened, what do you do in that situation? If you have, let's say you have three eyewitnesses that say you're the gunman and it was your idea, do you take a plea deal to guarantee okay i'm gonna do this i'm gonna do this 10 to 15 or do you with no money no real resources and your own homies pinning you as the gunman do you take a plea deal or do you fight for your life the best with a public defender or some shit like that like that's so it's like exactly and so i say that to say i don't knock nobody who take a plea deal if you have the if you have the means and the resources to fight, fucking fight. You know what I'm saying? If you don't, I'm not knocking you for taking a plea deal when the deck is stacked against you in that way. Yeah. Yeah. But when you take a plea deal, you understand that you're you're pretty much admitting to a crime that you probably did not commit. Right. And some people can't some people can't foot that. They're just like, man, I can't I can't deal with 
being labeled as or having this on my record that I did so and so. Let me just uh, put it. It says in a verdict handed down yesterday, July eighteenth uh, of twenty, I think thirteen. Uh, formerly known uh, Loon said his real name was sentenced to fourteen years in federal prison on charges of conspiring with intent to distribute one or more uh, kilos of heroin. Uh, now, again, on that live that I saw, I think he was talking to. Uh, one of the outlaws, I forgot dude's name, but they were talking and he said, he's like, look, and that's when he said the same thing you said, like, look, things are stacked against me. I knew I could either fight this and do the, the, the full 14 or 14. No, it was going to be like 50. That's what it was. It was like 50 years. Oh shit. Or he can get this 14. And obviously he took the 14, got out like in eight or nine years. Where are we at? 2020. So seven, eight years, seven, seven, seven years of some change. So he took that deal. Right. He was like, but I, he was like, I didn't distribute shit. He was like, what had happened was, you know, people, somebody that I knew, knew somebody else. And I, I don't know if he introduced them or they, they were associates by some way. They did some shit and he got caught for it. Or they, they, they looped him into the whole thing. And he's like, bruh, like I could have, he's like, could have fought. He's like, but I was facing 50. And he was like. The, 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 it wasn't, I don't think it was, it wasn't a strong enough case for him to say, oh, no, no, I wasn't, I didn't do anything like that. Like, I don't know, but that's, it, it brings home to your point. Like, if you don't have the resources or, you know, you, we know, even sometimes when you have the resources, we see how shit goes down. We still waiting on, down. we still waiting on the cops that, that killed Breonna Taylor have some kind of, like, there's still nothing with that. So we see the other side to that. So, you know, salute to Loon. I'm, I'm glad he's home. Again, I didn't know really too much of the story, but I did see a couple of clips and, and interviews of him being out. And it just seems like he has a good head on his shoulders right now. And I'm, anytime somebody uh, of color is, is, is free, you know, especially on some shit that they weren't responsible for doing, you know, I, I, you got to salute that. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Shout out to them. I hope that everybody that's uh, wrongly convicted or, or took a plea deal for some shit they didn't, they that's didn't do. Suck, man. Uh, you know, seeks justice. Matter of fact, shout out to um Fifty Cent. Shout out to Fifty Cent because Fifty Cent read a book about what's the dude's name? Isaac. His name is Isaac Wright Jr. And Isaac Wright Jr. You have you ever seen that show for life? Yep, I saw right. episode one. That show is fire. I finished that whole show. Mm-hmm. So, um, that show is loosely based on the life of Isaac Wright Jr., who was somebody that was wrongly convicted of of a crime. Um, in New uh, on the East Coast, I think it was up north somewhere, northeast. And basically, he was like, "I'm." Not, he he taught himself how to be a lawyer, passed the bar in jail, mm. and, at, and 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 litigated himself out of jail based on the evidence, bro. That, that, that now that now I'm gonna be honest with you. I'm gonna be perfectly honest with you. I don't know that I have <laughs> the mental capacity. Or what would Salah like, say? The mental calories. I don't know if I have the mental bandwidth, or, <laughs> <laughs> or or the fight in me to do those types of extraordinary uh, things, even to free myself from jail based on some shit I didn't, I didn't do. do. Yeah, <laughs> you just gonna, hey man, fuck it. I guess what we doing? We, fuck it. I'm a, I'm a, I'm a, I'm. What are we doing? Am I cripping? Or what are we doing? <laughs> All right, fuck it. I'm a crip. You know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Right. <laughs> because, like, you know, I just he said, he said we be cripping. Who? All right, who, what we doing? We got to stand. We, 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 we right ride in the day. We ride in it. All right, fuck it. We, I don't because come on, dog. Like, uh, I'm just, I'm just keeping it a buck. Like, I, 
<laughs> that takes an extreme. It does, man. It does. An extreme discipline and extreme willpower to 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 want to live your life against all odds. Yeah. And and it's just like I don't really know. Shout out to the homies Potluck. Um, they from Humboldt County here in California. I remember them telling me a story about how they were able to get on tour with Tech Nine and Cottonmouth Kings and all these different types of acts and shit like touring acts, right? They are touring acts. Tech Nine is a touring act doing 250 plus shows a year, obviously pre-pandemic. But he was saying that they would rent an SUV and follow the, the tour bus with the acts that they will open up for. They would, they would, they would be there, be the act, like say it's Tech Nine. They would be Tech Nine security guards. Escort Tech Nine to wherever he is. Let him sit there. Go out, open the show. Go sell their own merchandise. When Tech Nine's ready to perform, they would go escort Tech Nine as his security. Be his security while he's performing on stage. Hop off stage, sell their own merchandise. Pack everything up in the SUV and follow the fucking tour bus while everybody else is asleep. Hey, that's Will. That's Will right there, man. The I said, you know what? Insane. I told the homie one ton. I said, you know what? I don't want it that bad. <laughs> you know what I'm, I'm just be straight up. I'm keeping it a buck. I don't want it that bad, bro. I'm cool. You got that. Yeah. You got that. Wow. You got that. I'm cool. It's just that I'm being honest. Yeah. So I'm just saying that to say that if you want it, it's out there for you. You know what I'm saying? Like, please. Also, want to shout out to um, we actually missed this in the last episode. I wanted to go back to it. Who was it? Advice. Shout out to the homie Advice. Oh yeah, much love. This him. is his tweet. He said, "I'm convinced everyone who went through homegrown radio were destined for greatness. Do your research on current business owners, artists, and industry professionals. Chuck and DJ Head's story is going to be legendary when it gets told." Now, when I reposted that, I did not expect the amount of attention. To, to be garnered or based around that post because I, it was like, it's like a, it's not a vain post, but it was just like, damn, these are some flowers. I accept them. I right, appreciate right. Um, But the amount of people that chimed in from TDE to D Smoke to like everybody, it was just like, oh, okay. Like people fuck with this. Yeah. Like they, they understand what we've been trying to do. Right. I guess you can say. For sure. And, and side note, because, you know, Facebook shows you a lot of timelines and, and things. You know, he took that picture of you and the cast. Advice took that. Advice took that. Advice took that picture. And I, when, when, I, when Instagram was first kind of circulating, or I think the first time we had posted it, I saw it pop up on my feed and then it went away and I couldn't find it. But I remember it came from him. So I'd reached out to him. He's like, oh, I got you. And it you know, took him some time because he was busy doing his own thing. But he sent that picture back. And it yeah, so Advice took that picture. So for people that don't know Advice, man, he, he's been somebody that – Came through the apartment. He's from Portland. He's an artist. He, he, he came out here to, to L.A. to pursue the, the rap shit um, and was on Homegrown a couple of times. Always fell through the apartment and did what was best for him and his family. In the, in the pursuit of still doing music, decided to do photography and videography. And Damn. basically right now he's living the life doing that. Making, I'm not going to get in his pockets, but he's doing well for himself. And is now still able to kind of pursue the music as a as a the, the, the side hustle, the hobby, and still pursue that music, but have his family taken care of. I remember he, he would tell me like, "Yeah, man, my boys, you know, my my sons, this is going on in my life, you know, my wife, this and that." And this was the first time that I remember like a full grown like man, a a a, a husband, a father, like 
pursuing, not, not to say that artists don't do that, but he was about his shit then and to see everything kind of come to fruition for him now. Uh, it was a, it was a really good thing. Um, That's just to dope. see that, to see that post, man, it just reminded like, okay, you know, it's still some work to be done, but it's, it's, I'm glad to see the appreciation. Uh, but yeah, man, salute to advice for, for that, man, because that, that was a, a nice little reminder. And a lot of people uh, chimed in on that. Um, I also want to shout out to, uh, to big boy because, um, one thing on my, on my, on my post about my inspirations and shit like that, it's like, that shit was crazy to me. Like big said, it's an honor to be in the room with you Yeah, to me. And I was like, like that was one of them Julio G moments. You know what I'm saying? I was like, "Fuck, okay." Uh, now what? Check. <laughs> you know what I mean? yeah. All right. Check. All right. Um, Go to another bet. bucket. Where a bucket? Where that bucket list at? All right. That's it's like, that. damn, dog. This shit is crazy. And and it was and what people don't know is the behind the scenes. We always we always talk about how thrown off we are by by this type of shit. But it's like, bro, my pockets don't line up with the perception that I have. You know what I'm saying? I'm just like, it's like, uh, I mean, I'm not on, I can't get unemployment, but I, I'm not, hey, I'm, I'm checking and checking like you. Bro. You know what I'm saying? So hey, it's like, you, hey, I, I hear you. I hear you. I hear you. <laughs> I hear you. But let the record reflect that you can change the temperature in your house with your voice. That's true. I can barely turn the temperature, change the temperature until I open this garage damn door. Yeah, but that's because I got this Google Home that BET gave to me. Oh. I didn't buy it. Wow. BET gave it to me oh, as, wow. a, as a appreciation gift. <sighs> Another stunt. Light stunt. All right. That wasn't a light stunt. That was a, that was a very light stunt. BET um, ain't gave me shit. <laughs> BET ain't gave me. What have you done for BET? Watch they, watch they motherfucking program. Year in and year out. <laughs> Uh, support, support, support BET Uncut. Uh, support B. Hits from the streets. I know all about that stuff. Real quick, let me just run down a couple of things. Happy birthday to the homegrown homegirl, Charday. Happy birthday. Happy birthday. Uh, Sparkle, one, one of, you know, we talk about the backbone of homegrown, uh, celebrating yep. the birthday as well. Um, Nipsey Hussle's birthday is, is tomorrow as well. Or is it, what's today? It's the 15th. His birthday's on the 15th. So happy birthday to Nipsey Hussle. Rest in peace, Nipsey Hussle. Um, Kobe Day out here in the OC LA area is going to be on the 24th, 824. Salute to Kobe. Rest in peace to Kobe. I, it's still a trip that this year really kicked off with that shit. And it just, it hasn't been the same for sure. It, for ain't, sure. Got, it ain't got better since. At all, at all. On a lighter note, I do want to celebrate and, and say shouts out. Man, there's, there's a lot of people that I get inspiration from. And sometimes they might even not even know it, but just by seeing the moves that they make and what they're doing. And I feel like it deserves recognition for one shout out to, uh, uh, Mr. Fries, Mr. Fries, man. The, uh, mm. he, he's got the, him and Steve, you know, the homie Steve from Gardena. Yeah. They doing, they taking it to Vegas. So they franchising their shit and going to Vegas with it, man. So I, I think that's a huge thing. If you in LA, shout you know, to, shout out to the homie, little Steve, little Steve is actually the first person to ever book me as a DJ to wow. do a gig. Wow. Wow. In, a, in, a, in, a, in a club in Hollywood and real shit. It used to turn them motherfucking Gardena parties up. Them Gardena parties at Steve House are infamous. Shout out to the homie Brandon Jennings. Um, shout out to D Mitch and them for always. Shout out to Chef E Double. Um, we make a crazy, we made a crazy team like 
our parties was legendary yeah. in the city. Yeah, so salute to Mr. Fry's man also, man. And got to salute uh, uh, Taco Taco Mel as well, man. He's, he's doing some other shit that doesn't have to do with food. So he's fine. he's doing a different kind of business as well. So I want to salute him as well. Um, I guess more details going to be coming out. But just all these people that we've seen, like literally out the mud, like literally homegrown, like trying to get their shit off from cooking in the streets to financing their own business to turn it up in the city. Now, like expanding their brand to the next level. And I just love that shit, man. I, I love what, what it means uh, and how it's going to inspire the next generation of entrepreneurs, man. Just never, never settle for anything. I think I posted that uh, today. Um, stop, stop being comfortable. Stop settling for just being average. Like why, why the fuck are you being average? I'm, re- I'm, I'm, re- I'm revisiting uh, the 10 X rule. By by uh is it Grant Cardone? Grant Cardone, yep. Nick, I love that book, Bruh, Like that, if that shit, if anybody hasn't read it, go on to check it out. Whether you do the audio book or read it, man, that that shit will light a fire under you like you have not had in a while. And I'm revisiting that book, man. I hadn't read it in a while, so that was one of the, the philosophies in there, man. Just don't be okay with being average. And I, I see a lot of the homies doing that, so uh, salute to them doing a thing and the homie uh jag hit me up he's like yo i heard you shouting some folks out um let me i'm just letting you know that i'm i'm, I'm taking advantage of the pandemic as well so salute to chubby jag he got some shit he, he's battling math <laughs> off of man and a whole bunch of other shit man i, I want to send him some recognition and some love too man because he, he's got he's some of the shit that he's working on the next month you know I, I, if everything goes according to plan it's gonna be a nice little thing for jag man so salute to him shout out to him shout out to the homie Reed. Reason, I got a chance to listen to Reason's album, right? Oh, wow. Uh, went to the studio with Reason, uh, like, last week. And, um, like, this list past weekend, me and Reason went to the studio. And he played me his whole album. And he was like, so what you think? And I was like, bro, I think right now you got the best storytelling in the game. Mm. Reason's storytelling is unmatched right now and what's crazy is i I can't give it away but the comparison to the damn album is very very real really it's very very real and i don't even think he realizes how much how how comparable his new out i can't give away the, the name of the album his his new album coming out is comparable to k dot's damn album and you'll understand when it comes out. once it once it comes out, you'll understand what I mean. It's not like oh the cover art or oh the the name of the album. It's it's the it's the way that the the songs are. Oh, and the way I think I, I think I know it, what you're saying. So from the sequencing, he, uh, is is the, the okay? So tell me this, since we you know maybe you can break it or not. Does the track list spell something out? No. No, it ain't that deep. Okay, all right. Just you, sure. you have to listen. You have to listen to the album and get the full gist of what I'm saying, and and and, and more so towards the end. But um, also the, the story I, comes full circle. I think reasons. I think reasons storytelling the way he right now me. is is, is unfuckwittable at the, at this point, and I think he's mastered the art of storytelling. I mean, even when you go back to uh, better days, mm-hmm. when you go back to better days, the story that he told about his cousin. That's the first song that stood out to me, aside from all the other shit that people were actually listening to. And like, I saw the fanfare around. Yeah. That song stood out to me. It was actually Better Days, the, the title track. 
it, that song stood out to me because of the storytelling. Yeah. He was telling the story of his cousin in jail, and it was just like, right now, he in his pocket as far as storytelling. It ain't no big... I told him, to, I told him though, I don't feel like he has no big commercial crazy song, but that's not what this is about. This is right. about... Um, you know, you getting, you getting, I think this is the most transparent that he's been. I, I, I want to end off of this too. Man, today, to, to, today. Okay. I want to end off with this because it, it kind of brings it full circle with, with reason, man. He, you know, the double XL freshman coverage just got released. Um, you know, he was campaigning for it and, you know, he didn't make it, but he, he did put this out and it kind of speaks to his transparency and, and really, you know, putting his story out there. He says to my people, I don't care that I didn't make double XL. Even if I did make it, I wouldn't have cared because that shit was figured out already. And it's way bigger than the music. I'm a rap artist. All I want to do is rap. And for y'all to hear it, as long as y'all still listening, I'm happy. And he follows up to say, I'm only tweeting this because next year, um, they'll have me, they'll have the, my vote up again. So I'm saying it now it's fun though, to push it. Uh, and still be a part of our culture. Shout out to Double XL, uh, but I'm more proud of the raps. And like you said, the raps are, are you know, him telling his story, him being transparent. And even from him, like I even mentioned it to to him when he came through, um, on uh, the, when he was on for the, for the interview, I was like, dude, I feel like out of TDE, he's the most transparent when it comes to like dealing with the fans directly. You don't really see obviously soul on on IG or Twitter like that. You know what I'm saying? You you'll get you'll get uh Q, you know, clowning on some folks here and there, but he he's not gonna live stream like that. He's not gonna jump on and hop on with the people. Um obviously we ain't seen from seen or heard from Dot, you know what I'm saying, it's on the social media side, unless, you know, he was out there with the protests, people caught him with the pictures and shit like that. Um, but I feel like he's in of course the homie Rock, you know, Rock Rock's the thing I I love about Rock, Rock stays working. Rock be in the studio. In the rock, studio. Rock be, rock works. I, I'm not going to say, and that's not to say none of them, none, nobody else does, but as far as what the people see, right? And mm-hmm. Reason is, is constantly on, on, on Twitter. He's constantly talking with the fans, engaging, asking questions, even if it, even if it may cost him his relationship with TDE, to be perfectly honest, because when it came to the singles and dropping certain things, he'll jump on and, hey, you know, I finally got to talk to Top, man. Y'all let Top know if y'all want to hear this. So he's he's definitely like one of those people where you'll hear his story um, and, well, and he engages with the people. We talked about that, too, and you'll see it because we, we filmed uh, a lot of the studio session. Nice. Looking forward to so it. We, we, we talked about his transparency and how it has actually you know, got him in trouble with top a lot. And we talked about, he, he actually said something that made sense to me. And I didn't think about it until he said it, but he said that he said, what's crazy is people don't understand that a lot of the behind the scenes of TDE you get from me. Mm. He was like, think about it. Who else is tweeting or talking about what's actually going on? You don't know that Isaiah, you don't know that Zay is working on something unless I tell you, because right. they don't talk about it. Right. You don't know that we all got together. You don't know that you didn't even know about the TDE camp until I tweeted about it. And then I got in trouble for it. But he was like, you don't know about nothing going on in TDE unless, unless I'm talking about it. Right. That's I'm low key to window to let, let, let everybody in and what the fuck is going on. And he was like, that's just me. And he was like, I'm never going to stop being me. I had to learn, you know, a different way to move out of respect for top. Yeah. And he said he respects top with the utmost. He has the utmost respect for top. And he would never do anything to, 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 to intentionally jeopardize that relationship. But 
he was like, he still got to be, I still got to be me. And he was like, I'm not somebody that's going to go in a corner and, and duck off. Like, yeah. that's not, that's not who I am. Right. So, you know, shout out to reason. I feel like, um, he does get his kudos. Like he does get his accolades. He does get his flowers. Um, I know Wayno and like a bunch of other people from the other side of the map fuck with him tough. So I, I'll take that for now. You know yeah. what I'm saying? At least they know that there's other shit going on out here the, uh, outside of the, the mainstream shit they hear on the radio and whatnot. So, oh, speaking of flowers, last thing before we wrap up. Um, yes, uh, the day before was a couple of days ago, I was in my bag on Twitter and I was just trying to bring awareness to some of the things that have been going on. And so, and I was just like, damn, I wish one day people would recognize certain things. Like I wish one day, and I, 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 I'll read a couple. And I said, uh, one day people will give Mustard his credit for curating the sound of a generation. I said, one day people will realize that, that Ty Dolla Sign is really the key to L.A. sound. One day people will understand the coldest on TD is really soul. Mm. Time out. Time out. Was that before or after you went to go visit Reason? After. Okay. <laughs> I said, one day people will see that Blast is really the key to the new generation out love, here. Love it. One day people will understand that no matter how you view their sound, Roddy Rich and OT are always talking some L.A. shit. Uh, one day people will understand how ahead of his time Vince Staples is. Um, one day people will respect the jerk era for making L.A. fun again. And I think that those are the things to me. Oh, and then the last thing, you'll appreciate this. One day people will give Suge Knight his credit. Bullshit aside, Death Row Records sold 150 million albums. Again, Death Row Records sold 150 million hard copies. No singles, no streams, no BitTorrent, no YouTube. People had to go to the store and buy the albums. Physical albums. Think about that. They sold 150 million albums. Think about that. That's wild. So no YouTube, no Spotify, none of that shit. No bundle packages. No bundles. (laughs) Straight up. You got to give... And, and, and I saw, uh, I think it was a uh, Reezy or somebody countered me on Twitter and said, I'd rather give the artist a credit. True. But Bad Boy Records doesn't exist without Shine Puffy Comb. Exactly. Death Row Records doesn't, does not happen without Suge Knight. You even, ha- you even have Snoop, you know, obviously with their situation going through, give credit to, you know, Suge for putting them in a position to, to be who he is. That's just the truth. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And, 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 it just, that's just the truth. Yeah. And so homegrown radio right now, as it exists today, doesn't exist without sparkle. True. Sparkle doesn't exist without salads. True. Those things are just true. Yeah. So it's like, why, why get into the minutia of it? It's just, it is what it is. So, um, I'm not saying that I, I'm an advocate for, you know, Suge Knight's, Suge Knight's practices, but what he did is historic. Very. It's historic. It, it, it's never, it hasn't been done since. And I understand like people like Top are trying to recreate that. Uh, I know obviously like, like Archie Davis would love for OPM to, to, be, to, to, to be that. I, I know that these, these microcosms of people exist. Dreamville would love to be able to do that. Right. But I don't see it ever happening to that magnitude yeah. again in that same way. That's just my opinion. Now I'm a, I'm a I'm a duck off and hit three different little tiny shouts out because I know we're wrapping up, but just when you were saying that it just made me think. I don't know what we were on this week because I think earlier this week I just randomly I I just got up and was like, man, 
I got to give problem his flowers. Just randomly. I just walk up like, man, this is a problem appreciation tweet. Just for the fuck of it. Just because I'm like, dude, like, I, for, for obviously different reasons because he was one of the fir- first people that fucked with me over at Long Beach State and all the other shit. But, you know, just in terms of like how he conducts business and doing his thing, he just sold out the, 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 uh, the cushion coffee is merch over there and, and uh, mm-hmm. the, the coffee pack. So just want to salute problem as well, man, for, for doing this thing, man. He's definitely uh, a day one homegrown homie um, that, you know, sometimes may not get the shine that, that he deserves, but I felt like we were in our bag in terms of like just showing appreciation and love. And before we finish, I just want to say salute to hit boy for, for doing that. He's got an album with Nas. Like what? What? And it, I thought about that because you mentioned Archie Davis, OPM, him and Dom Kennedy got a project out right now to have for Mill. So it's just a lot, a lot of shit going on, man. And it's just a, a great time to just give people they love. And, um, you know, amongst everything that's happening right now, we just focus, choose to focus on the appreciation factor. So I'm glad you mentioned and that, the, the one day thing. Also, if y'all wondering why uh, I'm getting feedback. Can uh, you hear me? Nothing, nah. I'm going to turn my mic off. Go ahead. So if you're wondering why um, we haven't been putting out clips on a consistent basis, shout out to Productions by Rob. He actually is responsible for for these things. Um, With all the fairness, we're not paying him and he got a different, he got other shit going on. He got real life shit happening. He got real life shit happening. But I just wanted to uh, properly show um, the people the roadmap as to where the, the breadcrumbs lead to uh, <laughs> yeah, clips, <laughs> to the clips, the clips and in the production of the podcast. God damn it. Happy you know birthday. Also happy. Belated I birthday. say that to say happy belated birthday. Well, happy birthday to homie Rob. Yeah. Uh, very proud of what he's been able to accomplish and um, you know, keep, keep, keep trying to find that address. And that very much so. And people that's been asking, I'll give you updates on the next podcast, but we will have, Homegrown merch, okay? Just letting you know. Homegrown merch is coming back. Shout out yeah, to I've been home- seeing Chuck Dizzle on his Instagram slanging homegrown t-shirts. Hey, I, I found the last of them in the garage. I'm like, oh shit, let me, I forgot I had these. Shout out to the homie RJ, uh, uh, the homie, uh, uh, yeah, the homie RJ got, got his last, one of the last uh, homegrown shirts. Not the rapper, one of the other homies, RJ. He got one of the last homegrown shirts, but they will be coming back. We out of stock right now, but they will be coming back. Homegrown merch, be on the lookout for that, all right? West Coast. I think we done, man. Homegrown Radio, Chuck Dizzle, DJ Head. Man, we did an hour and what, 25 minutes? What? We almost doing an apartment shit with two hours. Nah, we ain't and doing that. that. Give me your hot that, shit. That, that hot shit. Uh, shout out to you guys again. Thank you for subscribing. Continue to show us that love. Let us know your favorite part of the podcast, things that, uh, that stood out to you at Homegrown Radio, cross social. Uh, subscribe wherever you at. Hit us. Show some love. Chuck Dizzle, DJ Head. We out.